Like they both got that Florida man look to them and uh, like the no fucks kind of attitude. Hey everybody, you're tuned in to another episode of the Flea Flicker Show. We are your hosts. I am Fred. That is Dre. Uh, we drop new episodes every Wednesday and Friday in the NFL season. Make sure to subscribe wherever you get your podcast and subscribe on YouTube. Follow us on social media at Flea Flicker Show. Dre, tell them what we got going on. Yeah, dude. So this is the week 16 wrap up recap show. Um, I had a horrible Christmas football wise. It was a good Christmas with the fam. Good Christmas overall. Horrible football, though. I lost every single game, including fantasy. And I don't want to talk too much else about it. But I will mention our record for the week. I went a respectable 9-7. and seven. Fred, you went 12-4. and four. You had a great week. Uh, I think every one of our splits, except the Cardinals-Bears game, every one of our splits, you won. So... Yeah. Bravo. Yeah. And if I went the way that I actually thought with the team that I actually thought was going to win that game, being the Bears, um, 13 and three. So, uh, but yeah, you- still 12 and four. Uh, it was good. Christmas was very good. Uh, swept that day. So that was the big, <laughs> that was the difference. Round, man. Yeah. Made I made up ground. three games, made up three games on the, on the tally. Yeah. And now you're only three games back. So, uh, yeah. it's coming down to the wire. We'll, uh, we'll see what happens with the, the, the preview pod on our next show with that. But for now, let's talk about some playoff news. A couple teams clinched this week. The Lions, big news. They clinched their division for the first time in 30 years. Uh, good for Detroit. Good for Detroit fans. Good for the team. Good for everyone involved. That's Yeah, like, that's definitely. Amazing. Dan Campbell was amped. And uh, I got something that I want to point out for that, for their record. Uh, this is a Browns and Lions stat. So, for the first time in 70 years, 70 years, the Browns and the Lions have 10 wins in the same season. Oh, my God. Detroit <laughs> and Cleveland, bottom feeders, both yeah. on top. That's crazy. The Browns not necessarily on top, but they're 10 wins. They're respectable, I mean, hey. and they're... Flacco's looking good. Heck yeah. Uh, I can't wait to see. I'm assuming they're going to make the playoffs at this point, and I, I'm yeah. pumped to see them in there. Um, but yeah, other than the Lions, the Dolphins clinched the playoffs, which we knew was going to happen. Uh, can't wait to see them in the playoffs as well. Uh, they had a big game we'll get to. And then there were two teams that also unfortunately got eliminated this week. First ah. team, my New York Giants. Sad Bummer. to see it happen, but we knew it was coming. From like the first game of the season, pretty much. Uh, it was horrible. So, yeah, we knew it was coming. Uh, they fought a good game, but they are eliminated. And the Chargers are finally put out of their misery as well. So there we go. Clinched teams and eliminated teams. You got anything else or you want to get into it? We can get into it, man. I don't have anything else other than I hope everybody had a great Christmas, a very Merry Christmas, and you had a wonderful time with your family. We're able to get to get a break from work and get a break from the grind to spend that time with your with your loved ones and really enjoy the day. So that's the only two cents I had. Uh, but let's get into the games. Yeah, the holiday season is almost over. I also hope you guys all enjoyed it. But let's move to Thursday night football in LA. The Saints and the Rams went to battle. Uh, This was a big game for both teams. The Rams trying to make the playoffs, fighting their way through. They look pretty good. The Saints trying to get that division win. They're still up for grabs in the wild card as well. This turned out to be a good game. The Rams took it 30 to 22. They took a, a really big early lead, 30 to seven, but the Saints really came back and they tried to take it 
But listen, Puka Nakua was going crazy in this one, man. And uh, for fantasy, that was the first dagger in in my <laughs> in, in our game fantasy yeah. wise. But yeah, yeah, that was uh, great for me, bad for you. But um, this went the way we thought it was going to go, kind of. Uh, I mean, we thought it was going to be relatively close. Um, the Rams got out to that huge lead, like you said, and we thought it was going to be an absolute shit show. But uh, hey, the, the Saints battled back. But the Rams are looking like a serious playoff. Uh, playoff hopeful and um, they could make some noise here at the end of the year yeah for sure Kyron Williams did well Demarcus Robinson had like one of the best games of his career I feel like Demarcus Robinson it's quietly very good right now he uh he's put up like five really good fantasy games in a row um three he's had like six plus targets each game 10 plus points uh most of which are like around 15 or more so uh, he's actually been pretty solid and it's, uh, it's like, where did he come from? Yeah, I, I didn't, I'm going to be honest. I didn't know his name. <laughs> so, so it, very impressive. Um, from Oregon, right? Maybe I didn't look him up. I believe, I believe you when you say it though, Demarcus Robinson, Oregon, nasty. Hopefully I didn't misspeak there. I do have a stat for you as well. After this game, what is it? Rams rookie nose tackle, Kobe Turner. Have you heard that name before? No. Nah. Yeah. The rookie nose tackle on the Rams after Thursday, he led all rookies in sacks with six and a half. That's pretty impressive for a nose tackle. Very impressive for a rookie nose tackle. Yeah. That's very impressive. Uh, if any tackle that was a rookie led in sacks, I would have thought it was Jalen Carter, but that's what I thought uh, too. That's that's super impressive, and no one is even talking about that guy. Yeah. Did Jalen Carter get a sack in the Eagles game, do you know? Uh, I actually didn't watch a lot of the Eagles game. I had to catch recaps. Yeah, um, it was right in Christmas dinner time, so we, we had to head it off. Yeah. He, he, he was like one sack ahead of him before the Eagles game, so I'm just not sure if he still has it. Anyway, gotcha. I'm going to move to the Saturday game. I know you're looking stuff up, but I'm going to hit this real quick. The uh, Saturday game, 4.30, the Bengals went to Pittsburgh to face the Steelers. We both thought the Steelers, they've been looking pretty bad. Mason Rudolph's coming in. We don't trust him. The Bengals should have this one in the bag, but the Steelers really showed up in Pittsburgh for their fans in this one. They ended up winning it 34-11. to 11. The Bengals did have, uh, they didn't have Jamar Chase for this, so that's tough, but George Pickens went crazy in this game with Mason. Yeah, dude. It took Mason Rudolph to, ha- to, have, to give Pickens his best game of the year, which is pretty wild. Which is pretty pretty crazy uh rudolph just managed the game well and just somehow got it to pickens the crazy thing is that pickens had all of his yardage on like six catches so not even four catches for 195 yards and two touchdowns um he literally had there was less than 100 yards that mason rudolph had that didn't go to pickens that's insane honestly rudolph this is granted this is one game so yeah this is kind of a crazy thing to say, but he could be a better option than even Kenny Pickett. Like, cause Pickett wasn't that impressive. He's just like a little game manager, you know? Yeah. Uh, I think, I think Pickett definitely has more talent. Um, but in what came out on the field, I mean, this was, this is the best that the offense looked for the, the Steelers this year. Um, Granted, the Bengals haven't been performing very well on defensively late, um, but they, they couldn't do much of anything. We got mostly the Jake Browning we thought we were going to get. He still had mm-hmm. 335 passing yards, but, do three picks so uh yeah, this is tough. this was a uh kind of a wake-up call on uh, the jake browning train that that's uh been the cinderella cinderella story so far yeah 
And uh, once again, it looks like we may have condemned a team a little too early <laughs> with the Steelers running back, trying to make the playoffs. Who knows? Who knows yeah. at this point who's going to make the playoffs in, in that, not even that division, but that entire conference is crazy. <laughs> yeah. Um, I mean, it's still the top dogs that are going to make the noise in the playoffs. Um, these teams that are kind of battling out for the wild cards, I don't expect them to beat the likes of uh, the Dolphins, maybe the Bills. I don't think they're going to beat those that team um i don't think that they can i mean at this point we'll get to it later but the chiefs are an absolute train wreck so they can lose to anybody right now but uh yeah, i feel like there's always an upset in the playoffs somewhere yeah, the ravens though look really good so <laughs> we'll get to them too uh yeah. let's move to saturday night though another la based game the bills and the chargers went to battle chargers no keelan no keenan allen for <clears> this one which screwed me but anyway the chargers put up a very surprising fight here with coach giff leading the team in his first yeah. game easton well, like you said like you said good. teams are usually inspired after the coach firing uh, and they usually play better for the new coach and that's what they did they played better for gift than they did for bradley all season uh even without Keenan allen they were right in this game uh, and it took a last second field goal literally for the uh the bills to win this game so um josh allen didn't look great uh one td one pick uh about 230 yards so uh it doesn't look like his best self out there literally everything that he did in this game too was going to Gabe davis so uh stefan biggs was a non-factor in this game but i like to see them using the run game more um i think if keenan allen played this game the bills could have easily lost it yeah i agree with you the bills made some pretty costly mistakes but the chargers just could not get into the end zone yeah. with those those like gimmies they they settled for a lot of field goals in this one otherwise yeah i think they could have upset the bills like you said uh also did, have... did, did you uh did you see cameron dicker's uh commercial oh yeah i did i did it was like a... don't be a dick vote me to kick <laughs> it's like a mock lawyer commercial yeah yeah it yeah, was... yeah. It was really funny, actually. It was really good. And uh, honestly, he's got my vote just for that commercial. He looks, <laughs> he's like a, sure. total, a total bro for that. Honestly, why are the kickers like so so much of bros? I feel like they're the biggest bros in like the NFL. <laughs> Between like Dicker and uh, and Koo for, for Atlanta, like they're awesome. And also Dicker's a, a Texas legend. So uh, yeah, Longhorns legend. Yeah, he's a funny guy for sure. I uh, he's got my vote too. I have a stat yeah. for you for this game though. Actually, let's make it let's make it a trivia question. So Josh Allen, with this game, he is now the second quarterback in NFL history to have more than 50 rushing touchdowns. Who is number one? Michael Vick. See, that's what I thought too. Michael Vick actually <laughs> only has. 35 i think maybe 36 something like that oh wow yeah he didn't get as many rushing touchdowns as we may have thought maybe prison affected that but it's actually cam newton the legendary oh, running yeah, 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 yeah. himself um yeah cam newton because jalen hurts just tied him this week for the most rushing touchdowns in a season i was gonna hit you with that one later but of course you you would know the eagles factor <laughs> <laughs> But yeah, Cam actually has 75 rushing touchdowns as a quarterback. Dude, that's which so is much. Pretty nuts. Josh Allen, though, he's on his way. We'll see. Yeah, and while I do like like the I'm preferential to the brotherly shove or push tush push, whatever you want to call it, but Cam Newton's touchdowns were most of them were just him scrambling and running. So yeah, um, I mean there were some QB sneaks in there because he's a massive dude, but um imagine Cam Newton with the Tush Push. Yeah, dude. Uh the Tush Push probably would have helped him. A lot of his runs are exactly why he's not in the league anymore. Just so many hits. Yeah. But uh but yeah, let's Although move. the Tush Push is effective because 
Jalen Hurts squats over 600 pounds, which no other blah, quarterback blah, does. But I'm just saying. Times. I'm just saying that's why it's effective. Let's move to Sunday football yeah. in Atlanta. The Colts, the Colts and the Falcons, they battled it out. We both thought the Colts were going to take this one. They they got kind of just <laughs> annihilated here by the Falcons. The Falcons took it 29 to 10. Uh, Jonathan Taylor was back for the Colts in this one, too. They didn't have Michael Pittman. Maybe that was a bigger miss than what we thought it would be, I guess. Um, Falcons had Taylor Heineke. So I don't know. It was it was a weird game for me to be yeah. honest. Minshew got sacked yeah, I mean, six times, which was insane. They like couldn't do anything. I mean, Pittman is one of the best receivers in the league. Honestly, um, I think he was a huge miss. I honestly thought and hoped that he was going to play. Um, he didn't, and it was really just Josh Downs could be the only target there. And as a rookie, that's kind of tough. But the Falcons, Art Smith coaching for his job, wisened up in this game and used his best player as the highlight of the offense. So Bijan Robinson led the team in targets with twelve. Uh, and end up leading them in receiving with seven receptions for 50 yards and a touch or no touchdown on the in the air, but he had led the backfield and carries had a TD. So like he was the focal point of the offense, and that's why you drafted. Mm-hmm. Like you drafted a player of that caliber to be the focal point of the offense. Um, oh, I thought he had a TD. He did not have a TD. I, I stand corrected. He was vultured uh, by Algier. Um, mm-hmm. But that's why you draft a guy like that in the top ten to be to fr- uh, to build around them and to make them the focal point to have them as the face of your franchise. Uh, Desmond Ritter, Taylor Heineke, they're at the face of your franchise. So um, I don't know if it's just for this game. Hopefully he does it going forward but i doubt he will yeah i will say uh young young hoku had five field goals in this one so the falcons still are having trouble getting into the end zone um kyle pitts did get into the end zone though and his touchdown gives him three on the season, which ties his career total. What a disappointment for Kyle Pitts. What a disappointment. <laughs> He's so talented, too. Dude. He's so good. But yeah. like if he was in a different offensive scheme, he would be phenomenal. Phenomenal. Yeah. Give, him to the, give him to the Dolphins. Could you imagine? <laughs> no. God, no. Um, God, no. I saw rumors of them looking to trade for him at the deadline, and I was like, please don't let that happen. Like, that'd be, that'd be Kyle Pitts. Oh my God, it'd be terrible. Um, <laughs> I'm trying to think of what other teams could use a really good tight end. Um, I mean, maybe with Travis really Kelsey good being receiving tight end. I don't know if he's 30, really good at blocking. 34 now. Is that how old Travis Kelsey is? Yeah, um, I think there's a good yeah. chance Kelsey retires this year, to be honest. There is a good chance. Retires into, uh, into uh, life with Taylor Swift. Yeah, I can see it. <laughs> For real, I guess. Anyway, let's move to Carolina, the Packers and the Panthers. Packers uh, had some wide receiver issues in this one. A lot of injuries for them showing up here at the end of the end of the road. Um, but Aaron Jones, the running back, he kind of showed the Packers why they need him uh, in this one. He had a pretty solid game. I think he's probably the reason they won. Um, Jordan Love, though, set up the game winner. Uh, Their defense was kind of bad in this one. Clearly, as you can see, the Panthers scored 30 on them. Uh, Bryce Young almost won it, too, with a a game-winning drive. But, yeah, he was thwarted in the end. He's improving. Bryce Young is improving. And uh, that's good news for the Panthers. Yeah, he is improving. uh, I'd have to look at the stats, but I think he had his best game as a pro this year or uh, this season. And he had over 300 yards, two touchdowns, no picks. Um, Pretty good completion percentage. Um, DJ Chark seems like the games that that Young has very does very well. Uh, DJ Chark seems to be the target in those games. Uh, the ones where he throws a lot of interceptions uh, and isn't really efficient. It seems like he hyper targeted 
Adam Thielen. Um, I don't know if it's maybe he spreads the ball around a little bit more in these games, and DJ Chark just happens to be open more. But, uh, yeah, DJ Chark, two touchdowns, 98 yards, solid outing. Solid outing indeed. Packers are still trying to fight for a playoff spot. We'll see if that happens next week is going to be huge for them. But let's move to Houston. The Brownies and the Texans. Texans without Stroud again proves to be pretty bad for them. The Browns took this one 36 to 22. You were talking to me about Flacco before we started a little bit. What do you got for us? Yeah, I mean, no facts or anything like that. Just Flacco's got the Browns playing, man. Uh, he's putting up 300 yards seemingly every week. Uh, but there is a fact to hoid in this game. Um, Amari Cooper, 265 yards, two touchdowns. Uh, he becomes the second player in NFL history to have 200 yards or more on three teams. That's crazy. That's a crazy stat. Yeah, 200 yards or more uh, in a game for three teams. Do you know who the other receiver is? Is it Randy Moss? It is not. It is Terrell Owens. Oh, shoot. Okay. Yeah, that makes sense. Randy was pretty bad for the Raiders, so that makes sense. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, uh, that's pretty wild, though. Pretty good company. And um, he said after the game, no one can cover me. And at least this game, they couldn't. Yeah, he can put that in his little leaf in his hat for when Hall of Fame comes around. Um, I don't know if Cooper's going to be a Hall of Famer, but this is definitely a stat that'll help with the voters. Um, yeah. He had another stat in this game as well. I don't know if you saw. He set the Browns franchise record in this game as well with the 265 yards. Do you that know? That makes sense. Yeah. Do you know who held it before him? Before him? Yeah. Who's been like a this is Browns be like receiver a lately? It's not lately? that far back, actually. Ah, oh, damn. I don't know. I don't even... It's it's somebody that could have been one of the best to do it, but had a lot of off the field issues that oh, pretty much. Oh, had uh, Josh Gordon. Yep, Josh Gordon held it before Amari Cooper. <clears throat> Josh Gordon, dude, he was fucking good. Nowadays, like, he would have been fine. Nowadays, he'd be fine because he was just not in the league because he was smoking pot. Like, yeah, unfortunately, he was so good though, so good. <laughs> but yeah, Flacco being like better than Deshaun Watson is very much amusing. It's hilarious, I love it. <laughs> yeah, Deshaun Watson. Watson's a piece of shit. So Watson's got a lot to answer for when he comes back next year. Uh, and for the Texans, yeah, they clearly need C.J. Stroud. Uh, Case Keenum got benched for Davis Mills. Neither of them can hold the fort, though. Um, and for the Browns, their injury woes are almost amusing at this point. They lost their kicker in this game. Uh, they had to go for it on every single fourth down because they didn't have a backup kicker in place. <laughs> it's wild. And no. then and then when when uh, when the game was already like a little out of hand, they, they sat Joe Flacco down because they were like, yeah, we're going to need you next week. And Dorian Thompson Robinson came in and hurt his ankle almost immediately. And Joe <laughs> Flacco had to come back in. It's ridiculous. It's so funny. Um, I do have a stack. Bring like Matt Ryan as like their backup or something. Just bring in like another vet yeah. and just have like a veteran quarterback room of like guys <laughs> who should be retired but are just itching to play still. Joe Flacco's earning himself a spot next year, which is great. Seriously, is the Brown the uh, the Jets should have just kept him. D dude, they might be in the playoffs right now if if they had yeah. Joe Flacco. But no, they had Zach Wilson. You stupid, stupid Jets. Stupid I got Jets. um I got another trivia question for you though. Here, Go I on. know I'm going crazy with them, but. It's okay. It's Christmas, right? The Browns quarterbacks. Wait, okay. There's two Browns quarterbacks after today with Joe Flacco that have had three straight 300 yard games. 
in Browns quarterback history. Joe Flacco, who do you think the other one is? This is tough. Browns stats are tough. Baker in, Mayfield. No, actually. Uh, I wish it was Baker. It was in 2015. <laughs> and it's probably, it's a it's a guy that uh, was recently a quarterback's coach that got fired in the NFL for the Panthers. <laughs> oh, uh, Mc, uh, McCarron? No, not. What the hell is his name? Close. <laughs> McCown. <laughs> McCown, yeah. Josh McCown in 2015. Josh McCown. Three Seriously? straight 300 yard that's, game. That's an unexpected, uh, an unexpected name there. Yeah. He's had yeah. some random good game. He was kind of like Ryan Fitzpatrick uh, yeah. in his day. I like uh, him. He was the backup in Philly for a little bit. I like him. I like Josh McCown. I was very sad when the Panthers fired him, but oh well. Shit happens, I guess. Honestly, he'll probably get hired somewhere else. Yeah, I think so. Let's move, though. Uh, we're, I'm taking too long on this stuff. Let's move to Minnesota. The Lions and the Vikings were duking it out. This was actually a pretty solid game. The Lions did take it 30 to 24, um, but the the Vikings had some injuries, unfortunately, pop up in this one. Um, unfortunately for my fantasy team as well, they lost the the rookie receiver Addison to an ankle injury. T.J. Hawkinson came up with a not good looking knee injury in this mm. one. Um, I don't know how bad it's going to be, but I'm assuming he's at least going to miss. I'm assuming he's going to miss the rest of the year. Let's be honest. There's two games left um, unless they somehow make the playoffs. But yeah, the Vikings, what I said about them before the game happened, they're going to put up a fight and they're going to go down swinging. And that's exactly what happened. Nick Mullins threw for 411 yards, slinging it all around the gridiron. And uh, Jefferson had a huge game, kept it close. But Mullins also had four interceptions. So I think that pretty much clinched that one for the Lions there. Yeah, the uh, this game was, uh, this game should not have been close at all. Uh, Mullins, 411 yards is crazy. So it makes you kind of wonder about the pass protection, uh, or not pass protection, the pass defense that the Lions can pose going into the playoffs when they face better offenses. Uh, another game down though, another game that, the stars for the lions are inching ever closer to having kind of elite territory of a thousand yard performers on four, four fronts. So Amon Ross St. Brown is already there. Uh, Sam Laporte is like 230 yards away. Uh, and then Jameer Gibbs is 130 yards away, I believe. And then David Montgomery, let's look up what he is real quick. Yeah. They have a lot of good players. Montgomery's on. 80 yards away. So uh, it's very likely that Montgomery and Gibbs are going to get it. So they'll have 3,000-yard performers easily, um, unless there's an injury. But Laporta is the only question mark. 230 yard, 234 yards over the next two games he needs, which is it's, doable. Yeah, it's um, doable if they, if they target him, for yeah. sure. And I think they'll want that stat. I, I, I assume yeah. they will go for it, so... They should Expect now that they've Laporta. secured their playoff spot um, and secure their division. They should definitely target him. Yeah. Although they are playing for, they are still competing for the top seed in the NFC. So that's true. I would say uh, definitely start Laporta over the next couple of weeks for your playoff. Yeah. Or I guess next week is the finals, but anyway. it's the final it's the end of playoffs championship week, unless your league is an idiot and <laughs> your commissioner is an idiot. And it's the final week of the season as your championship week, which teams bench half their players. So yeah, that'd be no bueno. Your this team game kinda... needs to change things if that's how it is. Yeah. Yeah. Very true. Yeah. This game kind of made me feel bad for Minnesota and Vikings fans though, yeah. because they're, they, this is literally a playoff team. If Kirk cousins did not get hurt and if Jefferson didn't get hurt too, because he missed quite a few games. 
Just injuries oh, yeah. really derailed their season. Oh, yeah. Um, especially since the defense improved here later in the season. So that is the Viking way, though. I feel like something always goes wrong. Vikings and Chargers, man. Those are the <laughs> two teams that just always somehow screw up somewhere. And the Browns and Jets. Uh, yeah. Yeah. Well, they're yeah. just... Uh, <laughs> Speaking of poop, let's move to our poop game of the week, which is the Jets game. In MetLife Stadium, the Commanders and the Jets was our poop game of the week, but it actually turned out being a pretty good game if you watched it. The Jets took it, ended up taking it 30-28. to 28. Um, They were missing Zach Wilson with a concussion, uh, but they came out to a huge lead early, and the Commanders unfortunately had to bench Sam Howell who was having a terrible game and Jacoby Brissett came in and l- almost led the commanders to victory a huge comeback was in the in almost in the books and then uh Trevor Simeon ended up saving the day and giving it to the kicker who who Greg the leg I believe is on the Jets and he uh he ended up winning it for him so yeah Brees Hall had a, re- a really good game who Brees Hall Brees Hall yeah 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 running back yeah he had a. Uh... 95 rushing yards, 96 receiving yards, and two touchdowns. Yeah, he's uh, he's like all the Jets can count on at this point yeah. <laughs> offensively. Offensively, yeah. And honestly, like the fact that they can still hyper-target Garrett Wilson uh, and teams know that he's the only receiving threat, um, but he still is able to put up respectable outings is pretty pretty crazy. Uh, look for him to do some some make some major noise next year with Rodgers as QB and hopefully another receiver. Uh, although Rodgers probably could get a connection going with Lazard that the other QBs can't. So uh, yeah. one thing I will say, Sam Howell, like this has to put his next year in question as well. Um, you got to think that the commanders might draft the quarterback um, because while Sam Howell has put up a ton of passing yards this year, he's thrown a ton of picks. He's been sacked at a record pace and he had a 27% completion percentage this game. Like, that is fucking terrible, dude. Yeah, it was a really, really bad game for him. And this is coming off a bad game last week, too. So, yeah, he's he's probably coughed up his shot to be the starter next year. But since he did have an overall decent year, he, he probably did at least confirm his spot in the NFL for... Yeah, like yeah I don't know that the commanders would so. use their first pick at, uh, on a quarterback. I could definitely see them using, like, uh, trading trading down, acquiring multiple picks in the first, uh, or using a second round pick on a quarterback. But because it's kind of tough because he did, they're in a tough position because he did put up good numbers um, on a pretty bad team. Uh, and you got to say, do you want to use a first round pick on a quarterback and potentially waste getting a really good lineman or a really good receiver, yeah. uh, potentially like a Marvin Harrison Jr. Uh, in play there? Um, or, one the other guy from uh from Ohio State, one of the LSU receivers. There's a lot of good options there in the draft. So um it's a tough question to be in, tough position to be in there for that. Yeah. I think it's definitely gonna matter on how the whole the draft shakes out and who gets yeah. what pick and everything for sure. Definitely look for the commanders to to be looking at the quarterbacks though for sure. There'll be one. But yeah, let's move um to Tennessee, the Seahawks and the Titans. Um Another interesting game. The Seahawks did end up taking it 20 to 17. Um, Geno Smith with the comeback win. He uh, pulls off his fourth game winner, game winning drive of the season. Drew Locke had a game winning drive next week. The Seahawks are just clawing their way towards the playoffs. They they will not give up. And I love to see it. I think they're going to be a playoff team at this point. Yeah. And the Seahawks are a fun Seahawks. Seahawks are a fun team as well. Um, when they're healthy, they're very fun. So I'd like to see them in the playoffs. Uh, they're always a fun team to watch. The 12th man's fun seeing seeing people go there and play. But, I um, mean, they would play as a wild card. So 
they likely would not host anybody, but um, they're still a fun team to watch. Yeah, for sure. I agree. Uh, for the Titans, uh, Derek Henry looks like he's still at least got some juice in the tank. He was running like a madman in this one. He threw a touchdown. Um, he might be coming up on his last few games in Tennessee. That's kind of what it's looking like, which is really sad because he's a legend over there. Um, but some other franchise is going to be very happy if they do get him. So it'll be interesting to see in the offseason. Yeah. Um, and Will Levis was injured and we got to see what Tannehill can do. And he came in and he looked kind of like he's done. He's an old man and uh, did not look good. He didn't look good. Not at all. Yeah. Uh, he did not look good. And he'll be lucky if he has a backup job next year. Um, he yeah. should probably think about retirement. Uh, but I don't know if he's going to be the type of guy that will give it up, especially on the uh the way that this season has gone. Yeah, I feel like we get a quarterback like this every single year. Like last year was Matt Ryan. The Drew Brees had his last year like that. Peyton Manning even looked like that in his last year. It's just yeah. like you can tell. Tom Brady even. Tom Brady. Like his last season with the Bucs was not good. Yeah, it's it's really unfortunate. And I think Tannehill is the quarterback this year that is looking like yeah. he's just, he's got nothing left. He's done. Yeah. So, yeah. Sorry, Tanny. Retire in peace. Let's move to Tampa Bay. The Jaguars and the Buccaneers. This was our uh, game of the week because we uh, didn't have too many good splits, I guess. But this uh, wasn't that good of a game, to be honest. The Buccaneers, like, manhandled the Jaguars in this one. They took it 30-12. to 12. You picked the Bucks. For some reason, I went against Baker again. I don't think I should do that the rest of the year at this point. Um the Jags had a lot of bad news on their front. They looked bad. They played bad. And T Law has now gotten hurt in like his third straight game. He's got a, uh, he had a concussion coming in and now he has like a shoulder injury coming out. It's just not yeah. good, not good for the Jaguars if they're trying to, they're trying to make the playoffs. And this is just not looking good at all. They are. And they're not looking good. And uh, it wasn't looking good for you because Kelvin really actually had a solid game. Uh, and I am starting him this week against you and he had two TDs and 90 yards. So uh, that was pretty nice. One of the good things the Jags did in this game, but the, this game was fully controlled by the Buccaneers. I mean, uh, Mike Evans is showing week in and week out. He's got so much left in the tank. He's still one of the top yep. receivers in the league. Um, he's a free he's agent, a free, too. He's a free agent, so it'll be interesting to see what they do. Uh, are they going to re-sign him, uh, or are they going to let him walk, and then he signs with somebody else? If he signs with a legitimate contender, like if he signs with the Chiefs, Ooh, the Chiefs will definitely be trying to get him if he if they do let him walk. I can't imagine they would though. They have to re-sign Mike Evans. They have, they have to. to. I mean, otherwise, like, what are they going to do? I think Godwin but, might be a free agent too. And and Baker Mayfield's a free agent. They got a lot to work with in the off season. But but let's stick with this year. Um, Tampa's like a perfect spot for Baker Mayfield. I think he looks really good the past few weeks he's been phenomenal and this game was no different um i don't have it fits in is that with the florida with the florida man uh kind of idea there i fits it it's perfect for him tampa bay like what would be kind of cool he's kind of trashy (laughs) exactly the only i think i feel like the only better look would be like maybe gardner Minshew in florida (laughs) That, that was my exact thought yeah yeah (laughs) <laughs> and he was in Florida. He was in Jacksonville. But yeah, um, yeah, that was my exact thought. Like they both got that Florida man look to them, and uh, like that no fucks kind of attitude.
Yeah, yeah. For, for the Jags, though, they've lost four straight now, and uh, the losing and the injuries are coming at the worst time for them because the Colts and Texans are right on their ass, still looking to take yeah. division, this division. Luckily for the Jags, both of them also lost, so they didn't lose any ground. But I don't they know what they're going to do. They're all eight. They're all eight and seven. So yeah, I don't know what they're going to do with Trevor Lawrence's situation, though. Like I feel like they should probably rest him, but it's kind of hard to say rest him if he's able to go out there and play with the playoffs on the line. Yeah. So it'll be interesting what, what they're going to do after this one. But yeah, they lose a big one here. Let's move to Chicago. The Cardinals and the Bears were going at it, and uh, the Bears kind of took this one in convincing fashion. They won 27-16. to 16. The Cardinals tried to come back from an early hole, but the Bears kept them away when it mattered. Justin Fields and Khalil Herbert were both gashing the Cardinals' defense for yards all all day long and uh Cole Komet was having a good day game too he did get injured uh unfortunately we'll see if he can come back and play next week um you messaged me in in the middle of this game do you remember what you said to me about this game I don't remember it was so funny you were like Mercedes Lewis touchdown oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah uh Mercedes Lewis sighting dude like I didn't even know he was still in the league it's crazy dude. his touchdowns for one yard it was a one-yard touchdown. Um, like, what more of a Mercedes Lewis stat is that? He's been in the league since 2006. That was that was a was that the for Hurricane almost Katrina years. year? That's almost 20 years. Yeah, I'm pretty sure that was the Hurricane Katrina when the the Saints ended up winning the Super Bowl. Tell me it's not scripted, but. Yeah, he's he's 39 years old. He's an old man. Good for him for getting the touchdown. Yeah, that's all I got yeah, for this. Yeah, I don't have much for this game. Uh, I mean, Kyler Murray, uh, he played well despite not really having many many options, no one to really throw to. Um, like you said, there was there was no Marquise in this game, so uh, yeah. he did his best with James Conner, Greg Dortch, and Trey McBride. Uh, not the best supporting cast uh, in terms of receiving options. Yeah. They need to add some players if they want to be respectable next year. But for sure, they were fighting at least. So there you yeah, go. Imagine they'll draft the top one of the, one of the top receivers in the league in the draft. Probably. Let's move to Miami. The Cowboys and the Dolphins, and one of the best games that we were looking forward to. And it was it was a pretty solid game. It was a. I thought there was going to be a little more explosion going on in this game, but both defenses. Yeah pretty much came to play actually the dolphins ended up squeaking it out 22 to 20 um we both are very happy about that because you know screw the cowboys but uh but yeah a lot of defense and a lot of field goals somebody had to yeah, win. another game that ended by a last second field goal yep somebody had to win and tua came out with the game-winning drive to set off that set up that field goal and uh they pulled it out very hard-fought victory. The Dolphins needed to show that they could win a game like this. And the Cowboys, once again, not at home. They are not the same team. Not at home, not on turf. CeeDee Lamb did have a, a good game. He, uh, he had... It's a good game every week, though. Yeah, like, he's, CeeDee's, he's... Uh, CeeDee's a con consistently good receiver. He's going to give you 100 yards and a touchdown almost every week. Yeah, he's very explosive. Um, the Dolphins... Jalen Waddle did not finish the game, unfortunately. He had a little, uh, I can't remember what the injury was, so I'm not going to speculate on it, but hopefully we can see him next week. Because I don't think. Did he have like an ankle injury that forced him to unintentionally waddle? I don't know. I, I was going to say heel injury, but I'm not entirely sure. I don't remember <laughs> what it was. But yeah. 
Dolphins won. Let's move to Sunday night football in Denver. The Patriots and the Broncos. We both thought the Broncos were going to kind of steamroll, but the Patriots kind of showed up to play. I think they're 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 showing up for Bilicek with the with his name on the line here at the end of the season. Yeah. They ended up taking it 26 to 23 and the Broncos they really needed this win. So that's going to be tough. I don't know how they can come back from this and make the playoffs. Yeah, and there's there's something we should have looked at in this game is that their offense has been predicated by Cortland Sutton. Outside of Cortland Sutton, yeah. there's been no offense. Uh and one thing that Bill Belichick even in these struggles does is take away the best best option in their team so he took away completely Cortland Sutton uh, yep. and outside of him there's we've really talked about there, and there wasn't anything there so um but Patriots you got to think that Mac Jones his days as a starting QB in the NFL at least for the New England are over because oh, absolutely. uh they will probably draft the quarterback but Bailey Zappi has this team winning and he has the team performing on offense which Mac Jones could not do so he, he's at least got himself in the QB discussion for the New England next year. Yeah, Zappi might not look super talented, but he looks way more confident back there than Mac Jones. And that's all you need for a Patriots offense, really. Yeah. So, yeah, I think Mac Jones is for sure done. They'll probably try to trade him or something, I would guess. Goose is cooked. Yeah, the Pats' defense was crazy, though. They they sacked Russ five times. Three of them came from Christian Barmore alone. Um, yeah, and Sutton, We to be fair, we didn't know that Sutton was also going to get hurt in this game. He did end up getting hurt in uh, before the half. So, yeah, the Broncos, like you said, they're Even before not that, the He's completely shut down. Yeah, you're right. No targets, no catches. Yeah, so it's, it was rough for him. We'll see if Sutton can play next week. They they very much need him to, so. Yeah. Let's move to Monday football. The Christmas Day. Uh, Monday, Christmas Day was a rough day. I lost literally every game that I picked, and we split on all of them, so you won. You had a great Christmas. <laughs> I had a really good Christmas, yeah. It was nice. Uh, yeah. It started with Raiders Chiefs. Yeah, it did. And that was a very surprising game for me. Maybe it shouldn't have been. This was our any given Sunday game, and it, it came to fruition. The Chiefs could not get anything going in Kansas City against the Raiders. And this was kind of a big divisional game, too. The Chiefs could have they could have um, clinched the playoffs with this one, knocked the Raiders out of the playoffs for mm-hmm. sure. Josh Jacobs wasn't playing, so it was there for the taking. But the Raiders' defense was just on fire in this game. Malcolm Kuntz had three sacks on Mahomes for the first time ever that Mahomes has been taken down three times by one player. I don't even know who Malcolm Kuntz is, but he was going crazy in this one. Like, the Raiders need to give Antonio Pierce the job after this game, I feel like. They do. They do. He had the one bad game where they put up zero points, but they put up 63 last week, and now they just beat the defending champions. Um, Yeah. Uh, I mean, they had a bad game offensively, only 67 yards, I think, from O'Connell. But uh, the defense, like you said, the defense showed up and they they shut the Chiefs down. I mean, they had a fumble recovery for a touchdown. They had an interception for a touchdown. Um, and they they probably should have had another interception on Mahomes as well that was dropped. So uh, the guy had it and just couldn't hold on to it going to the ground. Um, they were in Mahomes' grill all game. Uh, love to see it. Folded under the pressure. And this is the first time Mahomes has... Uh, a three-game losing streak in his career. It's getting bad for the Chiefs. They're uh, they're very much so in trouble as they're like 
limping towards the playoffs if they even make it, which I think they still will. But yeah, it's not. Yeah, they still will. Just because they'll probably still win their division. Uh, yeah. I think there's going to be some wild card teams with better records than them um, at the end of the day. But they'll probably win their division because the next closest team is the Broncos, who they're still two games ahead of. So uh, the Chiefs would have to lose both games at the end of the season in order to lose out. Dude, at this point, I don't know if the Chiefs could beat the Patriots. Like like we were just talking about them. They shut down the number one guy. They could shut down Travis Kelsey. And then what are they going to do? <laughs> yeah. Like, um, and in this game, like, Mahomes 27 for 44. Like that's not a good game for Mahomes. Like um he had open receivers. So we hard on his receivers all the time. There was guys that were getting open and he just was not seeing them or not hitting them. Uh a very non-Mahomes type game here and um you've seen a lot of the elite quarterbacks have these games this season where they're just missing receivers or not even seeing them. I don't know what's going on. Uh I don't know if every quarterback in the league somehow needs late needs like LASIK surgery now, but um yeah, the field vision just isn't there for yeah. guys that have had it their whole career. You're starting to see a little bit of implosion on the sideline yeah. for the Chiefs too now. It's like a couple weeks in a row where we've seen like yelling and shoving going on. And in this one, I don't know if you saw it, but Travis Kelsey, there was like a little something going on and Travis Kelsey was starting to like go towards it. <laughs> Andy Reid literally like shoulder checks him like, hey, don't, don't yeah. you get involved. <laughs> Did you see he threw his helmet too? No. So he threw his helmet and one of the like the interns or um, like assistants, water boy, maybe, I don't know some kid that was over there came over to bring the helmet back to Kelsey and Reed comes over in steps in the way and was like, no, 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 no. Grabs the helmet out of the kid's hand. And like, so he can't go bring it back to Kelsey. And he's like, no, he doesn't get his fucking helmet. (laughs) (laughs) Wow. Yeah. yeah. It's just an implosion going on in Kansas. City. So it's a good story might be over, man. Yeah. Um, All they needed was Taylor Swift. She's going to have some banging songs to come out of this. Let me tell you. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I heard, I've heard Travis break up, um, which she's going to have some song. Is she breaking up the Chiefs right now? Is that the whole team? I think that's the goal. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, <laughs> she is an Eagles fan. This is her revenge for last for. Uh, oh, my God. Did she year. have this all planned out? She's planned out a lot of stuff for her for her albums, like, years in advance. So maybe this is planned. Dude, we might be onto a conspiracy here. <laughs> That's crazy. I don't even want to talk about this anymore. I'm scared. What, what yeah. will happen? Uh, let's Andy just move Reed's off the game. Come knock on my door. And... Let's just move off the game. I'm scared. <laughs> I'm getting scared. Let's move to the worst game of the week. The Giants going to Philly to face the Eagles. It was actually a solid game, but I was very sad by the end of it. Um, the Eagles did win it 33-25. to 25. Tommy DeVito, the legend for the Giants, got benched in this one. Uh, Terod Taylor came in and looked better. I'll give it to Terod. He did look better. Um, I'm assuming he's going to get the start next week, but the Giants are eliminated anyway, so who cares? Um, yeah. Adoria Jackson gets a pick six. <laughs> And you mentioned the stat earlier. What did you What did you say the stat was again for Jalen Hurts? Oh, uh, he tied Cam Newton for the most touchdowns, rushing touchdowns in a single season for a quarterback. He tied it, and then he actually ended up breaking it. I don't know if you saw that one. Yeah, his fifteenth rushing touchdown beats Cam Newton, who had fourteen in twenty eleven. So brotherly shove, powering him to history. Yeah, good for Jalen Hurts. I guess. <laughs> um, you got anything yeah, I mean, else for this one? Yeah. Uh... I didn't write down shit. I wasn't happy about 33, it. 25. Um, honestly, like some of the problems for the Eagles still popped up. They kept the Giants in the game. So uh, I know Hurts threw a pick uh, where Goddard fell down and was returned for a touchdown. The Eagles ran into Jackson, their, own, their own players uh, on a punt return, which was recovered and then ran for a touchdown by Barkley. Uh, and Barkley Ooh. had a very good game. 
So, like I said before uh, last week in the predictions, you asked me how the Eagles' run defense has been this, so far, and I was like, well, the last like five weeks, it's been terrible. And uh, Barkley had a good game. So, um, the Eagles' offense, though, 300 yards for for Hertz, 90 yards rushing for Swift. They were able to move the ball, uh, which for me was good to see because they haven't in the last three weeks. So, but hey. The Giants, um, they had their chance. They had their opportunity to capitalize on the Eagles' mistakes and steal a win, but didn't get done. Yeah, it was a good game, though. I was, I was actually kind of proud of the Giants for for going in there and putting up a putting up a fight because they were uh, out talent. They were, um, they were in the backfield quite a bit, weren't they? Yeah, the defense has been playing pretty good lately for the Giants. Which isn't exactly like an easy thing to do against the Eagles' pass protection. So, um, getting in the backfield on them, it's pretty impressive, especially since you have a young young defensive line. Yeah, dude, Thibodeau's been very good in the back half of this year. Uh, it's been fun to see. But let's move to the last game of the week, Monday Night Football. The Ravens and the 49ers. This did not go how I thought at all. Let me tell you, it was the exact opposite of what I said was going to happen. Um, the 49ers, yeah, you said that the 49ers were going to embarrass Lamar Jackson. Yeah, it was the complete the Ravens opposite, dude. embarrass Brock Purdy. So uh, In San Francisco... Yeah. Yeah. 33 to 19, man. What do you have, man? Yeah, I think this game, um, I think it did a couple things. It showed that the Ravens are the class of the AFC. Uh, Lamar Jackson has not lost to an NFC team except for the Giants, or his only loss to an NFC team. Crazy stat. Um, Lamar Jackson has probably become the front runner for MVP. Uh, I think he, for a large part of the season here, I think that he should be there uh, because he's done so much with kind of a limited supporting cast, uh, especially after Mark Andrews went down. So mm-hmm. I think that this game also knocks Brock Purdy down quite a few pegs in the MVP conversation. MVP should not be throwing four picks in a game. I don't care who the opponent is. Um, maybe it increases the the CMC likelihood or the Tyree kill likelihood. I don't know Um, because they don't seem to be talking about Lamar Jackson in it, uh, even though he's deserving of it. Uh, And also the biggest thing though, the biggest impact is this makes the number one seed in the NFC wide open. Um, They are now tied with the Eagles and the lions, the top seed. Uh, They're all 11 and four. So they do have the tiebreaker over the Eagles. They do. They do, they do, they do, they do hold the tiebreaker, but it does make the end of the season here, the next two games, very impactful. So the Lions get the Cowboys and then I think the Vikings for their two games. The Eagles have the Cardinals and then the Giants and the 49ers have easy matchup this week. And then last week of the season, though, they played the Rams and the Rams are a very Commanders. hot team right now. Commanders, Commanders yeah. and the Rams, yeah. The Rams are a hot team. So that could, that could be very impactful going to playoffs. Yeah, it seems that like is a losable Eagles game. have the easiest run. If if the Niners and Lions both mess up, the Eagles yeah. for sure should be getting in there. Yeah. So that'll be interesting. And the, way, the way the Rams are playing right now, that is a losable game. Yeah, yeah, I would agree with that. The Rams have looked I think really it's I think it's in LA too. Look, you can go if you have any uh any points. No, it's in, in San Francisco. Okay, well, as this game showed, that doesn't matter. So um yeah. <laughs> But let's go Rams. Let's go Stafford. <laughs> I think this also makes the Ravens probably the Super Bowl favorites after this know. win. Yeah, everyone thought the 49ers were the likely Super Bowl, Super Bowl favorites and they embarrassed them. So. Yeah. Uh, and it was the Eagles before that. Niners yeah. beat the Eagles. Ravens beat the Niners. Bing, bang, boom. Ravens got to be the favorites, right? Got to be. Got to be. Yeah. What That's the fuck it? happened for the 49ers? I don't even understand. They couldn't do anything. The Ravens they didn't do anything. Was crazy. Um, I mean, it was Brock Purdy. Like. He threw four picks, dude. He threw four picks. Then Sam Darnold looked really good, actually, somehow coming well, in. Darnold, he got a touchdown. Darnold threw a pick, too, though. 
and then he threw a pick. That was insane. Like he threw a pick. They threw they threw five interceptions. Um, it was just a bad game. Like a bad game, and teams have them. Teams yeah. have bad games, like, but um, they're like overrunning the O line. That's a good O line. Like it was crazy. It's, it's crazy. an all right O line. It's an all right O line. Um, outside of Trent Williams, there's not a whole lot there for the O line. Um, they're better hey, than man. average. My boy Colt McKivitz is on that line. All right, you watch your mouth. He's <laughs> from West Virginia, are, all right? They are better than average, <laughs> but um, it's 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 the same thing I said in the beginning of the season. If you get pressure on Brock, Brock Purdy, he completely folds. Uh, and he was pressured all game this game, just like they were pressured in the NFC Championship last year. Um, and that was my harp on him. It was when he faces a good pass rush, can he execute? Um, Didn't he have his like messed up elbow in that game though? The Eagles game. Yeah, hurting. the NFC Championship. Uh, we ended up hurting him. Oh, he got hurt in that game. Gotcha. Okay. Yeah, yeah, he got hurt in the game. He got taken out of the game, and his backup came in, and he got hurt. And then CMC was like their backup quarterback. Yeah, I remember that. So that was insane. But it goes to show you, you need depth. You need depth at QB. Um, if you don't have yeah, it, yeah, they made a whole new rule because of that injury. Yeah, they, yeah. they allow like a, a third quarterback to be held in playoffs or something. Yeah, you can have a an inactive quarterback be an emergency quarterback. It's in the regular season too, not just playoffs. Yeah, yeah I, I wonder if uh, this will. I wonder if everyone's going to be like looking at this tape though and be like, oh, this is how you beat the Niners. Seriously, being... seriously. In the words of, uh, in the words of Debo, the script's there. I hope the next team does it. I hope the next team looks at our tape and sees this is how you beat the Niners. Because <laughs> yeah. we were in there all day. We were, uh, this is how you rattle. This is how you rattle Purdy. We'll see what happens from here on out. Yeah. But yeah, I, uh, I think that wraps it up. That is a wrap. Uh, another episode. Uh, again, the best way to support our show. Uh, leave a rating or review on all platforms you listen on. And of course, by liking our show. Uh, make sure to follow or subscribe to the Flea Flicker Show on YouTube. Uh, wherever you get your podcast, listen and subscribe. And then follow us on social media at Flea Flicker Show. Once again, thank you, Flea Flicker Nation. I hope you had a wonderful Christmas. And until next time. Ho, 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 motherfucker. Mm-hmm.